The FBI pushed Twitter to censor the Hunter Biden laptop, and we have the receipts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a massive episode you need to strap in. Because there's so much going on, we all need to join together. We actually need to physically come together as a community of patriots who love our country to plan our next steps and plan the way forward. That's why I am joining with Steve Bannon in the war room, with Tucker Carlson, with Charlie Kirk and the Charlie Kirk Show. And we are all coming together, Phoenix, Arizona, for a meeting of the minds. Tim Pool and Tim Cast will be there. Candace Owens will be there. You know who else is going to be there? You. You're going to be there because this is a working meeting. Go to amfest.com right now, promo code POSO, amfest.com, promo code POSO, secure your presence. You must be there. Matt, 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 and Barry Weiss. Hey, listen, whatever you see, if you think public should know about it, you just post it. With regards to the dissemination of information, so right now it's just Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. Do you have any uh, plans to maybe give it give access to more journalists, like say uh, Ryan Savidra of Daily Wire, or Jack Vasobic? You know, I mean, he's done lots of coverage on this stuff even previously. So I'm, I'm sure they'd love to know. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, maybe at some point we should just like put it all out there, you know? Um, uh, so like, I think in, in the beginning it's, it's good to have some coherence. Um, and, um, you know, so it's not just a million stories all at once. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily powered by Turning Point USA. What you just heard, what you just heard, Elon Musk holding the live Q&A on Saturday night that he promised us that he would hold after the release of the Twitter files. Now, we gave you the entire Twitter files discussion on Friday. But what's key that's come out of this, and we've got Libby Emmons from the Post Millennial Editor-in-Chief who's going to be joining us. I'm here down in Florida for a couple of days. I'm going to be speaking at UCF later on Tuesday night. Uh, So we decided that we'd stay in Florida, bring the family down. But that doesn't mean that the work stops. What we discovered on Saturday night, right before I go into Mar-a-Lago, right, we're going in there for dinner. We did have the dinner, certain elements of which I cannot speak about publicly. But um, we pulled up the Twitter FEC filing. I posted this on Twitter at the time. So it's I'm pulling up Twitter's filing and I'm posting it on Twitter. So go through the, the, the metaphysical ramifications of that, that they went to the FEC. And they said it could not have been political bias for us to ban the Hunter Biden laptop. And why is that? And the FEC asks, why is that? And we have it signed in sworn testimony, sworn declaration by Yoel Roth, who is the head of trust and safety at Twitter, who stated, we did this at the behest of federal law enforcement, meaning the FBI, because they had been holding weekly meetings where they were warned not just of a general threat, but also specifically of a hack and leak operation, with the FBI's words, regarding Hunter Biden. Now, what it's starting to look like is that the FBI, remember, they had Rudy Giuliani under surveillance at this time due to an investigation regarding Ukraine. Of course, it goes back to Ukraine, like everything seems to do. 
The whole point of this, by the way, the whole point of what the laptop shows us, which is real, okay, we have to go into that. It shows us that Hunter Biden was working with Burisma to try to get the Ukrainian energy market to serve Europe, serve the EU. That's what it was all about. And imagine how much money Hunter Biden and his family stood to make if Burisma became one of the chief oil suppliers, energy suppliers of Europe. That's what so much of this is about. And by the way, if you want to play that game a little more, tease it out, qui bono, who then benefits from the Nord Stream pipelines being blown up. Kind of funny how that works. So going back to all of it, and I, I have to give a, a thank you to Ian Miles Chong for suggesting that Elon release a copy of the Twitter files to human events. Uh, Elon, if you're listening, be more than happy to receive that because we need to go through every single line by line piece of information that Twitter has put out in statements, they've done in Q and A's that they've done anywhere and then compare that to what they were saying in private. When you put the public information against the private information, then we are going to find out what really happened here. So Libby Emmons, I want to bring you on because you've been, you've been covering this as well and you've been following through with it. Um, what, where do you think we stand in terms of this story right now? And do in your mind, is that the biggest piece that we're missing this, the fact that this was intelligence community driven? I think that's a really big deal. I think um, what we saw on Friday night, and as you said, I was tracking Friday, I was also tracking it Saturday and throughout the weekend. What we saw is that Twitter uh, appears to have been led by the US intelligence agencies and the Biden campaign at the time to believe that a Russian disinformation drop regarding Hunter Biden was going to emerge. What's interesting about that is that then they made the assumption that when the laptop story broke, this was the disinformation plot. The only issue, of course, is that the FBI already knew about the laptop. They had it in their possession. We've already seen that they were suppressing that investigation. Uh, one of the agents who was in charge of that investigation and did suppress it resigned in August of this year. So we know that the FBI knew about it. We know that they had every in, you know idea that they were going to suppress it because that's, of course, what they were doing. And we know that they led Twitter executives to believe that a that anything regarding Hunter Biden was going to be Russian disinformation. And then the New York Post story dropped. So it does seem like a little... Um, you know, carrot story going on here where Twitter doesn't have intelligence expertise. They don't know what they're necessarily looking for. They're but, tech but let people. Me, let me, and here's, here's, and I don't mean to push back on you, but I want to push back on that narrative because we know that Twitter, excuse me, we know the Intel officials did this before because it's exactly what they did in 2016. Remember, they were mm -hmm. doing the briefings on Russian interference and we, we think the Trump campaign is interfering with the Russians and we're seeing these contacts and we've got all this information. All of it was fake, right? All of it was fake. Yeah. But it was yeah, the exact same thing they did in 2016 that they started doing in 2020. So I'm going to say right now, I don't buy it. I don't buy what Yoel Roth is saying. I think he's, this dude is backpedaling. I think he's in complete um, cover your Yol mode right now. <laughs> and he's doing anything he can to get, get, you know, get the eye of Sauron off of him and put it on somebody else. Because 
he really, look, we were never supposed to know. We were, Elon was never supposed to buy this company. We were never supposed to get these documents. We were never supposed to get these files. We're going to be back this. We're doing an entire show about this situation today. We're going to come right back next segment, Libby Emmons. But first I want to tell you guys, look, we're going to the Christmas season right now. I target pro every single day. We see in the news, a new story about someone who is the victim of a violent crime. Some of you think that you're ready to defend yourself against evil. And the truth is you may not be. That's only possible if you train and train often. And also, does it mean, are your friends ready? Are your family members ready? Think about that. But with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. What we need to do now is that thankfully, there's a better way to train with your firearm in the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called the iTarget Pro System. This is a revolutionary system. I use it myself. My father uses it. My mother uses it, believe it or not. She's a, she's a gun owner, believe me. My mom, you might think she's a sweetheart. She's a gun owner. Develops your muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. And even my mom knows this. Even better, it costs less than a day at the range. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with promo code POSO when you go to itargetpro.com. It is such a good Christmas present. When you get yours, you just download it. They have an app. You load the laser bullet into your firearm and you start training. iTarget comes in most calibers from nine millimeter all the way up to 223. So you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost-effective way to train and it pays for itself literally in a single day. That's letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, promo code PUSO. We're going to put the link in the description. What subjects outside of Hunter Biden were subject to the most government-induced censorship? Uh, as I said, you may not have heard my earlier comment, but uh, I don't actually, I, like, like I said, I've been, me personally, I've been working on getting Twitter to be healthy and fixing the engine of engineering. Um, I've not been sort of pouring over the Twitter files personally. Um, that's sort of been, you know, Matt Tybee's doing that, and Barry Weiss is going to do it now as well. So, um, so anything I say would be somewhat of a, a you know, guess, guesswork, really. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Um, you know. There's obviously a lot of questions around uh, uh, Jan 6. Um, there's questions around, uh, you know, COVID. There's a lot of questions. And, but I think the important thing is that we just get, um, you know, uh, bring daylight to all of these things. And so anything that Twitter has done, uh, and sometimes things, you know, a lot of times Twitter's done things that were just, they were just, it wasn't malicious. It was just foolish. I wish there were a word. I wish there were a word, and, and Libby, you're you're a better wordsmith than me. You know, I'm the Twitter guy. You're you know you're the war, the, you know the you know the craftsman there on the behind the keys. Is there a word for when a small group of powerful individuals joins with the secret police force of a country <laughs> to overthrow a sitting government and kick? <laughs> in our case, a president out of, if, if only there were something like it starts with a C. I wonder what word that could be. It's just, a, I, I know it's just a little word, just a little tiny it might word. Be, you know, it might be French and that's why it's not clicking with me in my, yeah. in my Polish brain. It's not clicking with me, the French and the Polish. It's there's definitely a, got there. a silent P. We were friends under Napoleon. We were, but you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, that obviously didn't turn out too well for Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's definitely a word for that. Um, and, and, so, I think and so my question is, when you tie that with, and, and Elon is the one who brings up January 6th, by the way, mm -hmm. Elon is the one who brings up January 6th. Doesn't this kind of change the way that we have to discuss January 6th or have to discuss any of the events that followed the election? And, and I saw President yeah. Trump at his 
you know, had his tweet up talking about, you know, you know, this allows for the, uh, you know, the end of the rules of the of the Constitution. And he was he was, you know, if you see this, this matter, what he calls fraud. And, and and my my thing is, is that what I think he's trying to get at there is is pointing out that we really do have to change the way that we discuss all of these events because when we go back we had the time magazine article already that told us and then sam harris also who told us that what he sam harris's words not mine there was a conspiracy to stop president trump from being elected again period full stop what we're seeing now are just different pieces of that here's a little bit they did it on purpose Here's they, the Twitter part, but did, it was all deliberate. It was all deliberate. And they deliberate. were proud so of it. They did it on purpose and they yeah, were proud yeah. of it. Yeah. And so now that we're looking at this and we knew that this was all happening behind the scenes, it was, it was, it, it seemed obvious. And everyone told us, no, do not believe your eyes and your ears. Do not believe your senses. Believe what we are telling you instead. You know, just like 1984, which Musk also referenced on the stream. Um, and now we're seeing this evidence come out. And I wonder if it's just going to be the way that, you know, what happened after the Russia collusion hoax, collusion hoax was revealed. And you still have leftist journalists saying, well, Donald Trump colluded with the Russians to steal the election in 2016. And you're like, no, that didn't happen. That has been proven false. And you still have people saying, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop story isn't real, that there was no um, influence peddling, that there was no collusion, that there was no, uh, you know, backroom communication between tech well, companies. You know. And here it is. Here it is. It's, it's clear that this is what happened. We clearly can't overturn the results of the 2020 election, but we have to keep our eyes open and be way more vigilant and stop accepting people just lying to our faith. Well, then we need accountability. We, we absolutely need accountability, whether that's uh, uh, the scalps, obviously, but subpoenas, obviously, indictments, obviously, mm-hmm. were necessary. Huge um, investigation. Systems put in place. I mean, this this I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a select committee on this. But but here, you know, let's go back to the wordsmithing. Right. Because. Election denier was what they came up with. And that's what they called all the Jan mm-hmm. 6 detainees, all those people that are being held. By the way, I love the people who are so 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 concerned about the Constitution that never said a word when Joe Biden was locking up protesters without trial, when Joe Biden was forcing members of our military to take an experimental jab, right? Then no issue with no constitutional, you know, worries no. or qualms then, but Trump posts, you know, a tweet or a truth and suddenly everybody loses their minds. But Well, but you have Biden saying repeatedly that not that amendments are not absolute. He yeah, just keeps Biden saying that. He said all it's that. ridiculous. But, it's insane. It's but here's not what happened. Accurate. Let's go back to that phrase, election denier. They called you an election denier while they denied you a fair election. The yes. same people who called you an election denier are the ones who denied you an election. Think about that. They called you and accused you of doing that which they did themselves. That's what we had happen in 2020. And now we've got the receipts. And this is a big piece. And I said this on Friday, I'll say it again today. Why do smoking guns matter? Smoking guns matter because it doesn't matter what you know. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove in court. It's what you can prove in court. And now we can take all of this and put it in court. Libby Emmons, last, last word, last word for you. I'm just, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless on this one. Yeah, I think that this is it. it, it I was ah, I was shocked 
by uh, the revelations, even though I believed that they had been true all along. It was simply stunning. It was simply stunning to have all of this time be insulted, be derided, your intelligence demeaned, be lied to by the Biden administration. It turns out they were in it from the beginning. They were in it from before the election. Uh, They were colluding with tech companies and tech companies were just going along and doing their bidding. And when Elon Musk was asked about how this could happen at Twitter, he was like, you know, the the Twitter staff, they really just have San Francisco politics. They believed the bias. They just believed the bias. They never questioned anything. What I would say to Elon is release all the files. This should be like it should be like the East German Stasi after the fall mm-hmm. of East Germany and the reunification. Just the fall put of the it world. all you out could there. Go in and request your fly. You could go in and request your file right from the German commissars. That's what you should be able to do now. You know, a lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public Square has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. They are the homepage of the parallel economy. There's also an interactive, sensor-free community group where you can connect with other local members. You can do whatever you want on there. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsquare.com. That's publicsq.com. Download the app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can always support you. Look, we can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Are you concerned about the moves towards central bank digital currencies? I, I don't think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, no, not really. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people have theorized that FTX and the fallout there was a ploy to push us toward that centralization and the digital dollar. Falling flat in its face now. Um, Correct. Well, uh, well, this. I think they're complaining a few things. First of all, all money is almost. All, Almost all money is digital already. Um, the, the, the fiat monetary system, for practical purposes, consists of a series of heterogeneous mainframes running uh, antiquated COBOL. That's the actual money system, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. It's not like <laughs> some rickety mainframes running ancient COBOL um, and, and running and doing everything in batch mode. Um, that's the actual monetary, the fiat monetary system. So this is another one of those examples. And, and Libby, we were talking about this on Friday about transhumanism and about this is this is Elon Musk. And he's saying, oh, just put a skull chip in your brain. And it's, it's only a small piece of skull, really. I mean, you probably wouldn't even miss it. And you replace it with a Fitbit and everything will be fine. And the same deal talking about how, you know, we really just should move to central bank digital currency and that's going to be great. And, you know, all it is, is we're just replacing outdated systems with new systems. And I get the argument, by the way, saying that, you know, we kind of already have digital currency in the sense that most money is electronic in the, in the United States. Um, my son, the only time I think he actually sees physical money is if my, my dad has a, um, has like a gumball machine at his house or M&M machine. And then he gives him a quarter if he does something good and then he can go get some, some M&Ms from it. But it's, again, it's, 
you know, one of the only times or the only time he sees paper money is when we're at the uh, at church and we go to the collection plate. But Libby, you know, we really should just trust these, you know, these billionaires, shouldn't we? I mean, you know, the, he seems like he's doing all the right things on the Hunter Biden, you know, laptop case. So we should just just blindly trust billionaires. Is that right? No, that's absolutely incorrect. We should not just blindly trust rich people who want to lead the world and do their bidding with humanity. Elon Musk is a fascinating figure. He's incredibly wealthy. He's at the forefront of some of the uh, most consequential technologies in in human history. Uh, consumer space flight, um, self-driving cars, um, you know, Twitter, for example. And uh, the other thing that he's doing, what's the other thing? Oh, Neuralink, of course. Yeah, yeah, AI human interface. Um, he's at the forefront of these things. And just because he is there does not mean that his ideas should not be questioned. Just because he does seem to have free speech at, at, at to heart as, as the main function of Twitter doesn't mean that self-driving cars are a great idea. It doesn't mean that um, Neuralink is a great idea. And under no circumstances should human beings give up their autonomy and individual independence to do the bidding of billionaires who want us to be more comfortable by just being lumps of flesh, interconnected, unable to distinguish our thoughts from anyone else's or from the persistent, incessant data streams of propaganda and advertising that will likely come through that Fitbit in the quarter-sized hole in your head. See, I, for one, think that life will be much easier and simpler when we assimilate <laughs> to the Borg. Um, oh, sure. You know, I mean, some of us might might be lost in our our battles with the Federation. But if there's mm. anything that science fiction movies and Ridley Scott and 30 years of watching them have taught me, it's that we should definitely always trust the international multi-billionaire with the advanced technology, because if there's anything they've got at, you know, really the front of their mind, it's the well-being of the of the people. It's it's really all about sure. the people. Of course. It's certainly never. Of course. And by the way, like I, all right, <laughs> I, I don't mean to be like blow up Elon Musk or something, but at the same time, it's like there's there's something there where I see people going, oh, everything he does is great because he does one thing great or he does two things that are really good. But as well, there's also things that I'm sorry. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, pa to pause and step back and say, yo, wait, wait a minute. You know, I, I'm not well, cool of course. with this. Because you are a thinking human being. No, I'm good. This is where we need Gen Xers to step in and say, question authority, question anyone who seeks to lead you, question anyone who tells you they know what's best for you. Gen X is a generation that had our parents tell us a whole bunch of stuff was good for us that it turned out was total trash. You Wait, know, real quick from, though, real quick. Yeah. Have you noticed something about millennials and Zoomers that they don't question very much, just in general? They really don't. They don't question very much because they've been handed everything. They've been handed all of the information and they don't question it because it came easy. I remember going to the library and I got to say, I miss the actual card catalog. I the love Dewey the Decimal card system. I was perfectly Mad happy with Dewey. that. Yes. And you could go dig through the stacks. You can't even dig through the stacks of college libraries anymore. Um, even when I was at Columbia several years ago, that was all shifting and you had to like go request a book. I don't want to request a book. I want to go dig through the stacks and find what I'm looking for and find the thing that's obscured from me. That's what I want. And it's time we need to question these people. We need to demand accountability. We need to keep our eyes well, you know open and remember that. that we are individual human beings and that matters.
hundred percent. And you, by the way, you always see this in movies, right? You know, where someone's trying to uncover the secret connection between two powerful families and that's how they can discover who the murderer was. And they're in the old town library and they're on the, the microfiche and and everything. And this is something that's celebrated. And I think there's something to be said for that, but at the same time, like, like, bro, you, you you know, and this is why I say the true crime community is cancer. And I'm going to keep saying it. I will, because you hanging out on Google and like looking up different things, that ain't the same thing as running an investigation. I'm sorry. It's just no, not. you gotta go dig. Also, in terms of uh in terms of Star Trek and the Federation, this is why Captain Cisco is my favorite. He questions 100%. everything. Oh, 100%. he's the best one. He's the best, he's the most American captain as well. And so you gotta give him huge props for that. He's also the only one. So like Picard would have been court martialed. Shatner obviously mm-hmm. would have been, you know, uh uh mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk obviously would have been Kirk Marshall. Like, right. come on, that's obvious. You know, for fraternization and like a million other things. Picard, no, of course, the insubordination number Janeway. I mean, that's just failure to perform. So you'd have to fire her. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, there's a, a there's a small problem with the with an engine. <laughs> Everyone evacuate the ship. You know, <laughs> right. uh, you know the Janeway solution. Cisco, Cisco's the only one who says, "How about we stand and fight? How about how that? about we take a stand?" for our principles and our dignity and our independence and our individuality. Amen. Uh, yeah, I love I love him so much. He's my favorite. Cisco also by the way in 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 another uh uh I, I don't know if it's a canceled film or or what yet, but American History X, he's the principal. Yeah, Avery Brooks is an American treasure. Avery Brooks. I think he's He's I had right. a, uh, I had a, I had a buddy in the Navy who took a class with Avery Brooks when he talks, talked to taught at Rutgers. And he's like, he was like, he was like the hardest, harshest, strictest, like not fun, oh, I bet. you know, he's kind all, of professor yeah. ever, ever. Libby Emmons, Hi, now that we've Sanders. lost half the audience, uh, give us your Thank coordinates. You. We got it. We're out of time. At Libby Emmons on Twitter and the postmillennial.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>